and welcome to the Common Good Podcast, the podcast that showcases the very best of Glasgow Caledonian University and explores how the institution, its staff and its research benefits people and communities, both at home and overseas. My name is Craig Telfer and today I am joined by Lucy Gozdalevska, a researcher in the Safeguarding Health Through Infection Prevention Research Group at GCU to talk about World Hand Hygiene Day and her work at the university. Lucy, it is brilliant to see you today. Hi Craig, thank you. Thanks for the invitation and the opportunity to talk about the World Hand Hygiene Day today. No, it's brilliant. It's great to actually be able to do this face-to-face as well because so often with these Common Good podcasts, I've had to do them via Zoom, so it's great to be able to do it with you in person. How are you finding coming back onto campus? I'm kind of trying to work some days on campus and some days at home. I think to a certain extent I do adjusted to working at home but at the same time I really enjoy being amongst colleagues and chatting to people and and just just being on campus just being back to to the office oh definitely 100% agree with you especially when you're recording these podcasts it makes such a big difference to be able to do it face to face so it's great to be sitting across the table speaking to you about it and as we mentioned at the start of the show this podcast is about World Hand Hygiene Day it's taking place on Thursday the 5th of May and Lucy for anyone listening who doesn't know what it is what is World Hand Hygiene Day? Every year on the 5th of May, we celebrate this World Hand Hygiene Day. It is being led by the World Health Organization as part of their Save Life, Clean Your Hands campaign. And it aims to bring people together to improve hand hygiene in healthcare globally and to prevent infections. So why is it important that we mark a day like this? It's important because hand hygiene is one of the simplest cost-effective ways to we can do to protect ourselves and others from a variety of, of infections, including COVID-19. And although originally the World Hand Hygiene Day focused on improving hand hygiene and healthcare, each of us can benefit from improving our, our hand hygiene practices. And the, the recent pandemic has, has highlighted course, yeah. this um, and, and highlighted how important hand hygiene is. And therefore, I think it's really important to continue spreading uh, the messages and, and raising awareness on the importance of, of hand hygiene. And the World Hand Hygiene Day is a great opportunity mm-hmm. to do so. Of course, the theme of this year's World Hand Hygiene Day is Unite. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's trying to encourage medical staff, patients, visitors, all to play their part in reducing infection. You talk a wee bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, yes, uh, the slogan is Unite for, for Safety, Clean Your Hands. And it does indeed aim to, to bring all these different professional groups and patients and visitors who, who use um, healthcare settings to prioritise hand hygiene. And this is to ensure safe care, in that that safe care is being provided in healthcare settings. So it's widely recognised that hand hygiene is important in preventing the transmission of infections, but to ensure that people follow the guidelines about hand hygiene, they need to understand why it's important and how to perform hand hygiene correctly in order to maintain this healthy um, and safe healthcare environment. But I think the pandemic has shown that we really need to act together to keep all public buildings safe as well. So not just healthcare settings, but also public buildings in Mm -hmm. general. 
and therefore people using these buildings can protect themselves and others by performing hand hygiene when accessing these buildings. So what are some of those measures that people can do when they're accessing these buildings? What is good hand hygiene for someone going into a hospital, for instance? Performing hand hygiene at the right time. So, for example, when entering the building, when leaving the building, after contact with other people, after contact with any surfaces, but also ensuring that they do it in the right way. Okay. Um, so what's currently recommended by the World Health Organization is that all hand surfaces should be covered either by the alcohol-based hand wrap or soap, if you use soap and water. And to ensure this, this complete coverage, they recommend the six-step technique, mm -hmm. which consists of six specified poses, mm -hmm. each pose targeting different sort of area mm -hmm. on your hands. It'd be great to show that, but obviously you can't because yeah. it's a podcast. Um, but tell me, we, we, we mentioned at the start of the show, you are part of the, the SHIP team. That's the, the Safeguarding Health Through Infection Prevention Research Group. We'll refer to them as SHIP going forward because that's a, a lot easier to say. And we'll come and look at what the team does in, in greater detail just shortly. But how is the SHIP team supporting World Hand Hygiene Day? We participate in the World Hand Hygiene Day each year to raise awareness on the importance of hand hygiene. And we have done it in a variety of ways in the past. Um, so that included face-to-face -face events and online activities. And we ran these with, with colleagues in the university, but also with um, school children and general public and social media users. This year, we recorded a video demonstrating the six-step technique mm -hmm. that is being recommended by the, by the World Health Organization. And to emphasize this year's uh, World Hand Hygiene Day theme, which is Unite for Safety, Clean Your Hands, and also to emphasize that good hand hygiene practices are important for all of us, regardless of who we are and where we work. We recorded a video where each of these steps is being performed or demonstrated by a different person in different scenarios. Ah, okay. Um, so we have a healthcare worker performing hand hygiene in sort of healthcare settings. We have colleagues performing hand hygiene at work and in, in office environments. At home, we also have a colleague performing hand hygiene in laboratory. So that's what we've done. And we're now promoting it on social media. Um, so it will be posted on the SHIP team's Twitter. So that's at SHIPDCU. And we hope to spread this message widely amongst both expert and non-expert audience and to remind us all how important hand hygiene is for all of us. Yeah, of course, because over the past two years, as we've been living through the coronavirus pandemic, hand hygiene and, and hygiene in general really has been pushed to the forefront of the public's consciousness. Have you seen over the past two years, have you seen the public's attitudes to hand hygiene change? During the pandemic, I think there was a big emphasis on hand hygiene through public messages and, and people were responding to it. There was a huge increasing, increase in the sales of alcohol-based hand drops to the extent that at certain points at the beginning of the pandemics, alcohol-based hand drops were out of stock in many shops. And, you know, I've, I have noticed personally that many people now carry alcohol-based mm -hmm. yeah. hand drop in their pockets or in their handbags, as well as there was an increase in guidance being displayed in public buildings demonstrating how to wash hands or, or um, reminding people uh, to do so. However, without continuous reinforcement, these behaviours 
are likely to diminish over mm-hmm. time, which emphasizes the need for continuous reinforcement of these desired behaviors and good hand hygiene practices. And that is something that we do observe in healthcare, that frequent reinforcement and provision of reminders to healthcare workers are required mm-hmm. um, to ensure good and and steady yeah. level of, of adherence mm-hmm. to hand hygiene guidelines. So I think there is a danger that people will go back to normal. And by saying back to normal, I mean the sort of state before the pandemic. But in fact, I think these increased hand hygiene behaviors that we observed during the pandemic Mm -hmm. should become a new normal, Mm -hmm. really, ideally. We're seeing people, now that the restrictions have been lifted, people are not wearing masks, for instance. They're sort of not wearing masks to the same degree as frequency they might have been doing even just a month, two months ago. Are you worried the same thing might happen with hand hygiene, that people might just go, just run their hands under the taps and uh, away they go? Yeah, I'm afraid it's there is a danger that this might happen. My personal observation is that People no longer use routinely alcohol-based mm-hmm. hand wrap in supermarkets. It's not as visible as it was in the middle of the pandemic. So, yeah, I think once again, that emphasized the importance of celebrating like hand hygiene day mm-hmm. and, and continuously spreading and reinforcing these mm-hmm. messages and motivating the public to keep up good hand hygiene practices. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about the SHIP team. Tell me a bit about it. What is it? How does it work? The SHIP team is part of the GCU's Research Centre for Health, so that's REACH for short, and we belong to the public health theme of REACH. Our group is led by Professors Jackie Riley and Leslie Price. Of course, Leslie, friend of the podcast, we had her yes. on, I think it must have been about 14 months ago, and she was excellent. She, she was great to, to great to talk to her, too. very, very passionate about what she Absolutely. does. Absolutely, yeah. both of them are. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's a multidisciplinary team of researchers. So there are nurses, microbiologists, and health psychologists, and all of us are really committed to safeguard Mm -hmm. against infection and to enhance the quality of Mm -hmm. patient care. We've got four work streams within our our research group. So one is looking at healthcare-associated infections and economics. That that work stream is led by Professor Riley. We've got a work stream looking at antimicrobial stewardship, and this one is led by Dr. Val Ness. Uh, we also have a work stream looking at microbiology of healthcare-associated infections led by Dr. John Butcher, one of the microbiologists. And the fourth one is applied infection prevention and control intervention interventions. So that's the work stream that is led by Leslie okay. and where, where sort of most of my work contributes mm-hmm. to as well. I work very closely with Leslie. And, and a lot of our research is about hand hygiene. Mm-hmm. We mentioned at the start of the show that you're a researcher within the SHIP team. You, can you talk to me about some of the things? What's, what does a, a day, a normal day, look like for you? And you tell us a wee bit about your journey in academia to where you are now. Sure. Um, so I'll start with the journey. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've, I've been part of GCU for such a long time, uh, continuously starting in 2009, I think, as a student, um, I completed my undergraduate course here. Immediately after finishing, I moved in to do a PhD with the SHIP team. 
uh, in the meantime, I've started working there as a, as, a, as a researcher as well. And now I kind of have two roles at GCU. So I'm still continuing with my research work mm-hmm. with the SHEP team, but I've recently also joined the lecturing team in the, in the, in the department. Excellent. How are you finding lecturing? It's definitely a challenge, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I love it. I Good. think it's so rewarding. Um, so yeah. Excellent. So tell me about some of the recent projects that the SHIP team have been involved on. You touched on some of the work that you've been doing there, but are there any ones that that jumped to mind that you're particularly proud of? I think the two that I really wanted to highlight today are the projects that I think link to this year's World Hand Hygiene Day slogan. So one of those is a project that we conducted in collaboration with Infection Control Africa Network, so that's ICANN, and also with the researcher from Cameroon. And the project involved implementing a number of different strategies aiming to improve hand hygiene practices and prevent infections in a hospital in Cameroon. And these strategies included things like providing alcohol-based hand drop at the patient's bedside, providing education and training to staff, auditing hand hygiene practices and provision of feedback on mm-hmm. how well they've been doing. And staff hand, hand hygiene compliance improved quite dramatically as a result of these strategies being implemented. And what was really interesting to see was that there was a lot of commitment mm-hmm. to the project from the local research team, clinical staff in this hospital, hospital administration and, and management as well. And I think this really nicely highlights the importance of acting together of course, yeah. um, to, to succeed and, and improve hand hygiene. The second project I wanted to, to mention was our current work with the World Health Organization. So that included updating two systematic reviews on hand hygiene. And one of these examined the effectiveness of the six-step technique, mm-hmm. which I mentioned before. Yeah. Um, so how well it reduces bacterial load on our hands, but also how good this technique is in covering all hand surfaces with, with the soap or alcohol-based hand drop. The second review examined different factors that could influence the effectiveness of hand rubbing with alcohol gels. So that included things like how much gel should we put on our hands Mm -hmm. or how long should we rub our hands together or how much friction pressure we should apply when rubbing hands together. So the the findings from these updated reviews showed that at the moment, the evidence is insufficient to advise anything beyond what's currently recommended by by the World Health Organization. So we need more evidence that's really exciting getting to work with the World Health Organization and advising them on really important policy. Do you get excited when you're involved in these large-scale projects? Absolutely. Um, they're always challenging um, because, you know, there are limited time frames mm-hmm. and, and working towards tight deadlines, but we absolutely see how great this involvement is that we can actually contribute to, to review the evidence for them. Mm-hmm that they then might use to review their guidelines. Um, yeah, that's absolutely great. Do you have any projects that you're working on in the future? I have recently submitted a funding application 
for a study aiming to improve healthcare workers, patients, and visitors' behavior around the use of hand-washing sinks in hospital. Okay. And this is an important topic because while, obviously, hand-washing sinks are needed in healthcare settings so we can perform mm-hmm. hand hygiene, if these, these sinks are used incorrectly, they can become reservoirs of harmful microbes So such incorrect behaviors includes, for example, pouring drinks like juice down the sink, Mm -hmm. which provides like food for microbes to grow and develop. And these microbes can then be transferred from the sinks to the patients, for example, through hands if if someone did not perform hand hygiene correctly. So I'm hoping to investigate this issue a little bit in depth and see how these poor practices could be improved, what we can do to to make sure that these um, hand-washing stations or sinks in hospitals are being used correctly. And this, in turn, will will help to prevent infections in, in hospitals and improve patient safety. To bring this podcast back full circle, we're on the eve of World Hand Hygiene Day. Do you have any final messages for our listeners, anything you want them to take away from this podcast? So one of the key messages that I wanted to highlight is that while many of the restrictions that were in place in response to COVID pandemic are now being lifted, the Scottish government still recommends correct hand hygiene practices and frequent hand hygiene. And therefore, I think it's, it's, it's really important that we all act together and that we all remember about hand hygiene, that we're not become more relaxed mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but still continue to carry alcohol-based hand drops with us and, and uh, remember about frequent hand hygiene. Well, that's a, a very important message and a, and a brilliant way to finish this podcast. And Lucy, it was absolutely fantastic to get to chat to you today and even better that we got to do it face-to-face. So thank you so much for taking some time out. Absolutely. Thank you for the invitation. Um, I enjoyed it. it Excellent. Good. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. I, I hate to think that you came on here and you didn't enjoy it. So I'm absolutely delighted with that. And I'd also like to thank everyone for listening to this episode. And I hope you can join us again very soon when we'll be in conversation with another member of the GCU community. In the meantime, please subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much everywhere else. There are so many brilliant stories happening at Glasgow Caledonia University, and it's just wonderful to get the chance to be able to share them. So, until the next time, I've been Craig Telfer, and this has been The Common Good Podcast.